Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 99.5. Fuck it. No. I'm doing it. 99.5 no. of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Uh, definitely wanted to do something a little special, maybe you know, a new segment or something like that for episode 100, but I've been busy as fuck and I don't care. This is, this is our podcast. We can make the rules, Mondo. This can be episode 99.5. Let me tell you what my problem is with that. Because right now you're saying you're putting it off, making an actual 100 because you want to do something special. And I would like to do something special too. But that being said, yeah, who's to say this next week you get busy again or are busier and whatever you want to do doesn't happen again. Yeah. And then again, and then again, we're not going to do this 99.75 and point. It's it's possible, Mondo, but you know what? Let's let's uh, how hope about for this? the best and how prepare about, for the worst. How about this? We call it 100 as, as planned. And then if and when you we you have something big, grand, we will make it – we'll call it – Oh, no. Well, hold on. Hold no, no. Let's, let's let's walk, let me, let me finish. No one ever said anything let, grand, Mondo. Let me finish my don't, point don't, and then you can interrupt. Let me finish my point and then you can interrupt. We can make it Degenerates Clubhouse Season 2, Episode 1 or whatever. Okay. Whatever you whatever you want to – whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm just saying like, like walk that like grand – no one said anything about – Something grand or big or it's just it's just like a little little something little something something special. Sure. So you, you so you're gonna say this is the end of season one? Of, oh my god! It's the end of season one of Degenerates Clubhouse. It was it was uh, just we're, a we're, short 100 episode season that flew by. We're, we're renewed for season two. Did do we did we got the the, the we we ranked a 190. We we peaked at 192 in Canada. Wow. So what we're on, we're climbing up. We're going the right direction, at least. What an honor! Yeah. Uh, okay, so tentatively, episode one hundred of the Generous Clubhouse, season one, end of season one. This is this. So this is the season one finale. So we're not even doing anything big for the season one finale. Yeah, Holy we are. Shit. We're doing it. We're doing our last segment as kind of a special edition of it. Ah, uh, sort of. Let's let's not fuck around anymore. What's going on in Florida, Mondo? What already? Okay. Florida man, Florida man, causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule, alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh, So, so can I tell you? I have an idea that just came across, <laughs> like an idea for a contest. We don't have enough listenership for it to actually work, but if we have enough listenership. Like have the listeners submit their uh, their vocal um, renditions of our Florida Man song. <laughs> that's you know, I think that's a great idea, and this was the perfect time to bring that up. It's like right in the middle of yeah. a segment for a contest that we can't actually execute. Exactly, perfect, Florida Man. Thank you for sharing that. Polk County Man demands money, urinates on victim. Deputies say. Uh, Polk County, Florida, a Polk County man was arrested and accused of urinating on a family after his demands of money were left unanswered, according to the Polk County Sheriff's Office. Deputies said 18-year-old Enrique Alvarez Salinas of Auburndale, who appeared to be intoxicated, accosted a family as they arrived at their home in the area of Georgia Street and US-17 in Bartow Sunday evening. So, one, was he using the threat of urination to get the money? Was it like, you know, instead of, you know, like, uh, you know, hand over whatever, or I'm going to shoot you. He's like, hand over that money. Or you're getting pissed on. Or do you think it was simply a case of, you know, he was drunk. He was trying to rob this family and he also had to really go to the bathroom. So he just kind of multitask. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's probably the, the latter. Okay. So, so he was just being, being sort of a, a productive thief. And that's really impressive because a lot of men can't multitask. That's. Women are better at that. So this guy robbing a family and relieving himself. Um, it's probably in the article, but I'm wondering if he was in the home or if he was still outside when he decided to pee on him. I, I believe he was outside. Okay. Uh, Deputy said Alvarez Salinas demanded money from the family as he swung a beer bottle at a victim. Ooh. 
Despite the family's attempt to calm Enrique down, deputies said he urinated on the victim and in front of the victim's house. When friends of the victim arrived at the home, Enrique hopped into his truck and sped off. Oh, so, so like, like how do you how do you calm this drunk guy is like swinging a beer bottle at you? Are you trying to verbally calm him down, or are you just trying to stick a boot in his face? I don't know, man. We we're we're fraternity dudes, so we know some of our brothers that can have gotten out of hand and how unable to control some of them they've been. And it's just like an eighteen to twenty two year old drunk dude. Yeah, but but if it's it's very different when it's a person you know. Versus some random in front of your own house demanding money, swinging a beer bottle. True, true. I don't, well, think, I don't think I'd be like, eh, calm down. It would be, you know, like, can we either get in the house and get away from this guy or just like swift kicking the nuts? And then he would have just peed on your shoe instead of, you know, your 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 pants or your coat or whatever. That's fucking gross. What? Um, Officers with the Bartow Police Department quickly spotted Enrique's vehicle, which blew through several stop signs, crashed into a car, continued fleeing, and ultimately crashed a second time at Nye Jordan Saint Park. Oh wow, this is great. We have not had a Grand Theft Auto award for a while in tournament. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy just well, pl- plugged into a simulation of, of uh, Grand Theft Auto. It was it was his vehicle, so it wasn't really a theft, but it was still no, you know, but GTA like yeah, but no, you're crashing into cars. You're I think I think anything that that simulates Grand Theft Auto gameplay is is eligible for that award. Yeah, um, deputy said Enrique tried to flee on foot, but was tracked down by a PCSO K9 unit. Oh shit! Authorities added that Enrique continued to resist as he punched K9 Ketchum <laughs> and attempted to punch Ketchum's deputy partner. So he's <laughs> punching a dog. <laughs> Nice. So, okay, so first, let's take a moment to reflect on the fact that they named the dog Ketchum. That's a good name. That's a good name. So, so, so one that I believe that is the name of a a Pokemon character, like like one of the, yeah, like was it Ash Ketchum? Because he would catch the Pokemon. Oh, the trainer guy. Yeah. The fucking, the, not an actual Pokemon. It was a. So, so they named the dog Ketchum because he was going to catch bad guys. And they didn't know the bad guy had the special secret move of punch the dog in the face. Holy shit. Catch them all. Um, both the deputy and the canine were not injured. Mondo, no. Punch, getting punched in the face. My one weakness. Uh, Bartow police arrested and charged Enrique with robbery of, with a weapon, leaving the scene of a crash with injury, exposure of <laughs> sexual organs. It's probably his wiener. <laughs> probably his wiener. Battery and resisting. The Polk County Sheriff's Office charged him with resisting with violence, assault on law enforcement officer, and striking a police dog. That's crazy. Wow. The picture of the guy, um, he's fucking all scratched up, all kinds of scratched up. Yeah, because he got in a fight with a canine unit. He got in a fight with a dog. He got into two car wrecks, two car accidents while trying to run away. Wow. I'm wondering what he was drinking uh, and and what... For loco. Probably. What what led him to go to this particular place? family's house and demand money like was it I, I imagine it wasn't in the neighborhood or he had to like like what what did you do what did what did you see in this house that was like i want to pee on these guys mondo he was following god's plan you know oh. he, he got drunk on for loco he went where the winds took him you know where the the divine signal called him and then at the end of it it turned out it was the devil it was the, the devil i think so i think this became biblical somehow all right um that was it for florida man moving on to the wonderful world of Ask Reddit, where I try to find the questions that we are... Okay, here we go. Ask Reddit. Question number one, Aaron. What's the scariest rural place in the U.S., Canada, for your car to break down? So, I thought about this, right? Because th- there, there is a sort of lore in the United States of, like, scary hillbilly places and rednecks and whatnot. I think, I think for me, it would actually be someplace in the Southwest... Like I think I think there's like desert communities like like Death Valley that's pretty rural yeah right creepy hillbillies aside I would be terrified if I broke down like in the middle of Death Valley you know maybe it was it was a random day where I'm like oh no I don't know how how long it's gonna be until another car comes by like I'm you know 40 miles away from anything like that would be terrifying mm-hmm. like because you couldn't you can just fry to death so fast in one of those places so. Instead of a man versus man sort of scary, I think I think the scariest to me would be man versus nature. Mm-hmm. Men can be scary, but nature is undefeated so far. Yeah, and if you're not like if you're 
you're probably not anticipating being stranded in the middle of nowhere. So you're most more than likely like not very well equipped. You don't have water with you. You don't have all this other weird shit. So if you are baking in the sun, especially Death Valley, um, yeah, you know what? I I think from now on, maybe anytime I go through one of those places, I'm carrying like at least a gallon of water. Yeah, my mom my mom always has a habit of carrying a uh, in her trunk like a couple thing like a couple gallons of water. Dual purpose because if it gets like her car overheats, she can put water in lieu of antifreeze, kind of temporarily, just to kind of. Or if she gets robbed by the last Florida man, she can wash off her pants. Yeah, her her shoes and shit. Um, but yeah, she always carries that, and I think she carries like an emergency blanket. You know, she's you know, I've got an emergency blanket in my backpack right here. Good for you, sir. Uh, my answer for that question, I've not been to a whole lot of parts of the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been to. You know, I've been to or lived in California on my, on my left, been to Nevada, obviously, been to Washington, been to a few states, but very few where I've like been out in the middle of nowhere doing a road trip. Mm-hmm. But one time I was when I was living in Bakersfield, <clears throat> uh, going up north, my dumbass didn't bother to read the weather uh, patterns. And there was Ooh. snow really close to basically like three quarters of the way going from SoCal up towards Bakersfield. There was snow that had basically kind of blocked off all ins and outs of uh, basically Bakersfield or going north at least. And there's only one highway that gets you to Bakersfield from SoCal. So I had to take this one highway, 138, that goes east and then basically make a giant square. I had to go east and then go back up north on the 14, go back. Long story short, I'm looking at this map and I'm like, okay, this looks pretty direct, pretty easy. I get on it. Little did I know that highway, again, there was snow there. So little did I know that Highway 38, there was like zero services from point A where I got off the freeway to point B all the way to um, Highway 14. No services, no gas stations, no homes, no nothing. Exactly like you described, Aaron, in the it's kind of like high desert area, mm-hmm. not quite Death Valley, but there was snow. And Armando and SoCal, we, we, the snow thing doesn't exist. Now that I'm Colorado, I'm a little more equipped, but I was in this Honda Accord the cable that was charging my my iPhone was like not the greatest cable. It was like sometimes it would charge, sometimes it wouldn't. My phone was dying. I was in the middle of BFE nowhere. There's snow on the road. My Corolla is not equipped for the snow. And so I'm basically like just praying to God that the tire marks from previous cars that had made that same um, trip were just enough for me to just stay in that and not veer off. And there's a couple of times where it got a little hairy and I was kind of do, doing the veer, veer off right, veer off left thing. That was scary as fuck. And, and again, my phone was like all those thoughts, like, fuck, should I just pull over and sleep here and wake up and then cr- hope that my phone gets, uh, it gets its charge and that I can call somebody and maybe get towed out. So that was all that being said, that was a pretty scary experience for me. Um, cause there was no, I, I couldn't go to a gas station. I couldn't like, it was all, all the things that could go wrong did go wrong. And it wasn't, it was kind of scary. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck around trying to drive through snow, uh, snowstorms, especially if you're not used to it. I remember, God, when would it have been, uh, 2007, 2006, thereabouts. I was driving from rural North Carolina to Denver in, and it was towards the end of the trip. Right. Like, and I'm going through Kansas Normally a pretty easy flat drive, but th- there was this huge snowstorm that was coming in. You know, I, I had a front wheel drive, just regular car. And I was like, saw the reports. I'm like, oh no, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So I just, you know, found some random hotel in, in a t- small town in Kansas. Went to their mall. They were playing, remember Balboa? That was like, that was like the Rocky movie that oh. where like he comes back and he fights, who is it? Like Antonio Tarver or something when he's so, like 60. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and. He doesn't win, but, it, and you know what? The Rocky movie wasn't bad, whatever it was called. I think it was called Rocky Balboa or just Balboa. But more importantly, the next morning, there was a, there was a massive snowstorm and the, the, you know, the road got somewhat cleared off. I had to wait, um, until some of the plows got through and I'm just driving West, th- you know, through Kansas and there was just car after car after car that had like veered off the road and were stuck in a bag. Yeah. Um, no, no exaggeration. Like literally maybe 20 cars. I believe it. And I was just like, you fucking idiot. Like, what were you doing? It happens here in Colorado, even though we're more equipped for snow and, and all that shit. Like there's, it's very common. You see cars pulled over the side of the road and 
even even that as well as we're equipped for it people you know there's people that plow all the streets it still fucking happens mm-hmm. let's see what some of the redditors have had to say uh as you can imagine some of these questions are going to be very long so i'm only going to read like two maybe three um user paulwa joko writes for me it was west texas no idea about the people but it was unnerving i drove through it at midday night midday night come on yeah dude. midday night Anyway, no cell phone signal, no radio, no power lines, hot as hell. At night, you could see occasional flashes of light in the distance of one of those fuel things that spit out fire at the top. Oh, shit. A refinery. Yeah, uh, the, yeah the, the fuel things. The fuel thing. The fire fuel things. Then every once in a while, there would be this random small house or rundown looking trailer out in the middle of good to 10 to 30 minute drive from the road. I always wonder what their story is cut off from the world in the middle of the desert, though I do not dare find this out, LOL. All right. Um, Where was the yellow? It was like I was driving through a like, terrifying hellscape <laughs> populated by strange subhumans living in trailers that were banished from civilization. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, user Cosmo Legato writes Wyoming. It's a really cool place, but there's just nothing there. You mm. might as well break down on another planet when it comes to stretches of the interstate, let alone smaller roads. I've not been to Wyoming. It's what only like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's north. real close. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, this week. You know, if you just want to for road, what road trip to Miami, I gotta go to Maynard's. When when are you going? I don't know. Early. I might even go tomorrow. Oh yeah, I can't. Not tomorrow. Anyway, uh, let's see. Last one to read. User Veggie Nuggets one twenty three writes: My car broke down in rural Nanavut. Nanavut. And N- Canada? Oh, I'm sorry. N-U-N-A-V-U-T. I might be pre-pronounced. Nunavut. I don't know. I'm lucky I had my emergency kit on me. Nothing like sitting for three hours while it's negative 40 degrees Celsius and no heat. Well, I don't know where... Wait, how do you spell it? I got to find out what this is. N-U-N-A-V-U-T. N-U-N-A-V-U-T? Yeah. Yep, that's Canada. That's correct. Canada? Oh, wow. That's like... Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy Canucks way out there. It's like the Canadian Arctic. Pretty good. Yeah, get an emergency blanket. They're like you can get one for like three dollars and fifty cents at uh, Sierra. No, I just may as well buy a whole emergency road kit thing. Like I bought that charger thing because the personal vehicle, the Altima, like barely holds a charge, so that like stays there for sure. Uh, my my company truck, they actually require us to have like road flares, towing rope a tow a hitch like all this shit that they're like if you you know if our employees ever do get stranded in the middle of nowhere we want them to be kind of relatively safe um so i have all that shit in the you know i've got the emergency blanket in my backpack though mm, no because you go hiking and sometimes you go, you kind of tend to uh yeah well i've been, I've been on enough of those like mm, it's re- getting dark really <laughs> exactly really high mountains <laughs> around sunset where i remember thinking like Huh, like what if I, you know, completely fucked up my ankle or something and I couldn't get back down? And I was like, well, I would probably not die if I could just huddle up under one of these blankets. So I just carry it around. Yeah, I, uh, that, that's specifically why I don't want to go hiking before I know it's going to get dark. And I'd rather do it like early butt fuck in the morning. Anyway, um, that's it for Reddit question number one. Reddit question number two, Aaron, mm. what are you going to be for Halloween? So, so let's assume that we are 100% doing costumes. Okay. Maybe maybe we do a Halloween episode where yeah. we're in costume. What, what was the... Did we do... We did a Halloween uh, episode and then we both... We both didn't know what we were going to wear and you kind of... I don't know what the fuck you were, but I was like a pirate and you were kind of pirate-ish themed. You were wearing like all black and I forget what the fuck... Oh, was I Man, Man in Black from Prin- uh, Princess Bride? Probably. Yeah, I think that's safe enough to assume that you were that guy. So I can't do that again, huh? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, you could. No one's going to tell you no. So if this is a, co- a costume that's also going to be in the podcast, somehow I'd want it to like thematically uh-huh. uh, enter in. So I, I think we should we should dress up as a character from one of our Binger Purge episodes that we've done in the past. Like you and I, a tandem costume thing? It could be tandem. It could be It could be separate. It could be like, like say, remember uh, Midnight Mass? Uh huh. Like, like one of us could go as the preacher, okay, and the other could go as like an altar boy. 
That, <laughs> like we can we can explain that to, to everybody. Like, look, this is from Midnight Mass. There's no sexual implications in it at all. But I think it'd be a lot harder to find if you don't want to be an altar boy. That's up to you. You but, could be the altar boy. I'll be the fucking. No, no, we know how that see? would go down. Okay, uh, <laughs> there you go. But but it is funny because if you think about it, there, there's so many of our, our like our uh, image art. That we've uh-huh. been in like digital costumes uh-huh. that we could just recreate one of those. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So, so that's that's my general idea. Do you have a more specific idea for for one of those? If we did your plan, yeah. Or, or are you asking? Am I answering the question? Yeah. Well, you can you can answer, and then you can answer whatever your your, your personal answer is, and then separately, would you have an answer just, just, more specifically just for what like I was thinking? Piggyback yours. Like yeah. I've we talked about. I've never seen a Mexican elf. I mean, if I'm going to do something, I may as well be an ex-Mexican. But I also liked one of my favorite, um, so just off the top of my head, recent um, images, arts that you did. I liked when I was like the Dustin from Stranger Dustin. Things. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Mondo. Okay. This this is this is a little, little, little breaking. You could be you could be a, a, a set or eleven or seven or whatever her fucking number is. Because you're already bald. Yeah, you could be eleven, and I'll be a. a, a Bre- hold on. Breaking news. Breaking news, Mondo. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, Halloween's coming up, obviously, hence mm-hmm. this question. And a bunch of the thrift stores have Halloween related para- uh, paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And one of them had, le- I don't know where they came from. They had like a ton of wigs. I don't know if I'm ever going to use them, but I was thinking, you know, I've, I've been, I am trying to start doing YouTube again. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm just going to get a bunch of these fucking things. Got it. So I got, I spent, I spent like 70. You did? You already bought wigs? I spent like 70 bucks on wigs. How many wigs did you get for 70 I, I got several. <laughs> Like a dozen? They're, they're cheap. Uh, not quite that many. Because they, they were about uh, f- between 5 and $15 each. So, <laughs> so, so do I have do I have a wig that looks like either... It could, really could look like Dustin or a Hobbit, which is the same thing. Yes, I do. Do I have a long-haired wig that might look like an elf? Possibly. I'm not going to say I don't. We might already be well on our way to these costumes. Yeah, I like the idea. Okay. Well, that, that was actually surprisingly turned out well. Was there anything else you had, or do you want to hear uh, the the redditors answers? Oh, well, my my, I didn't answer mine. My, yeah. I was my my was it answer to yours? My Halloween costume idea again last year. I was a pirate. Now that I've got a puppy, <laughs> maybe I got to incorporate her into the costume, right? I got to. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a there's a ton of things. Maybe you can help me out with one idea I had. Just made it up here. Is do like where she could be. A little uh, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, like get like a little Dorothy costume for Violet, and then I could be like either the Tin Man or the no, Crow. You have, you or... have to be Toto. Nah, because it is weird that there was an actual dog in okay. Wizard of Oz, and you're like, no, I'm gonna dress her up as Judy Garland. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of funny if I could pull off a dog costume, but that re- would require like probably face paint or a mask or I don't know. Nah, I mean, I think you look close enough. Like I could be a Scarecrow. I could be a Cowardly Lion. I, I actually I have the cheeks for the. For the cowardly lines, so I could be a cowardly line. Well, and, and I I do really support this plan because notorious uh, puppies are like notoriously well behaved when it comes to costumes. They love having those things put on them. No, they don't. And they just they're just like, oh, perfect. I, I will just wear this. We like tried a, with our like a pretty little princess. We tried with our dog in California, and Dodger was not having. It. But Dodger's not a very well behaved dog. He's just kind of does his own shit. And- I, th- I wonder if, if Finn would wear one because he gets little bandanas from the groomer, mm-hmm. and he loves them. He's like he thinks he looks pretty when he's got them on. And then as soon as you take him off, he tries to chew it and eat it. But nice when he's got it on, he's like, "No, like look at me, I'm all fancy." Yeah, so something along those lines, like do do a tandem costume with Violet would be kind of cool. The oh. Wizard of Oz one is just one idea. All, all three of us. Has there been a show we've watched that has a dog involved? Hmm. Probably. We we do we do end up doing Stranger Things, and we dress her up as a little demogorgon. Oh, the little dog, the dog Demogorgon. Yeah, Demogorgon. I don't know how we would do that where she wouldn't like absolutely lose her mind, but yeah. food for thought. We'll see. You know, and, and speaking of uh, shows that we've watched, Mondo. Wait, wait, we didn't do the re- uh, oh, Redditor's questions. It. Okay. You jumped the gun there. I did. Uh, I was getting antsy. Real quick, some of the Redditor's answers to that question. Um, user I'm underscore in underscore your underscore walls underscore zero writes depressed. Well, maybe it's your stupid username. That's why you're going to be depressed you dick um user countertop pizza writes last year i made my own costume i made a magnet that can go around my neck and a bunch of rubber chickens on and around it i was the chick magnet 
You know what? I think I had the right idea of skipping these answers, man. Uh, last one I'll read. These dummies. User Pumpkin Spiced Bimbo okay. writes, I'm considering painting my melons like pumpkins and doing some kind of pumpkin witch get up. I think it would end up look, looking pretty cute. Pretty cute. Let, let, let me hold on. Let me stop this lady right here and there. Okay. This whole I'm going to paint my tits and it's going to look cute. None of you bitches do it because you think you're going to look cute. You do it because you want to be slutty. And it's an excuse to be slutty. There's no cute about it. It's like, hey, look at my tits. That's let's be clear. Can it can it be both? Uh, come on, I, I girl, get out of your fucking. Anyway, that was it for Reddit question number two and the redditors. Um, Aaron, you were gonna say? Yeah, let, let us move on <laughs> to Binger Purge speed round. Speed round edition. Usually we do an entire show. We've both watched some shows, some movies. Uh, full disclosure, a lot of these shows that I've watched have been at like 2 or 3 in the morning when I've already taken several Unisom because I can't sleep. Uh, I've not gotten a lot of sleep the last couple of weeks. So, you know what? Don't don't hold me to, to hard and fast reviews on any of these. But here, here's how we're going to do this. Like, we, we're sort of alternating between a show I've seen and you've short seen. Short movie, short movie. And we're going to take maybe... 60 seconds to to summarize it give a binge or purge and then you know you could you could ask a quick question i can ask a quick question sure. and we'll move on all right so the first the i'm gonna put 60 seconds on the clock for myself <laughs> the first show that i saw was called the bear on hulu uh it is the story of like a gourmet chef who goes back oh. to chicago and takes over his brother's sandwich shop uh-huh. finds out it's deeply in debt and this show is fucking intense. It took it took me a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it like puts you in this like gritty Chicago, like behind the the counter, like back kitchen. There's one episode where they do the whole episode as a single take, and wow. it's very fast, very angry, very intense. And early on, I was like, I don't get the show. I don't understand why people like it. And by the end, when the last episode finished, I was like, Holy shit, that was great! I loved it. So I think it can be a uncomfortable and difficult watch, but once you get to the end of it, it is very, very rewarding and it has a phenomenal aftertaste. I give it a binge. So I heard about the show, didn't watch it. It caught my attention, but just never got around to watching it because that principal actor, yes. uh, Jeremy Allen White, I've seen him in um, another- Shameless. Shameless. And he was a pretty good actor in that. And I've always been fascinated with like cooking shows and that kind of shit, anyways. So I may get around to get to to watching it. Uh, not that you have ever been a chef, or I don't even know if you've worked at fast food. What do you think about the the cook or chef culture that they depict in it? Dude, it was fucking intense. Yeah. It, I was like, I was like, wow, like. When you see depictions of what it's like to become a Marine, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, they have nothing on these fucking chefs. These guys are like in your face, like angry. And apparently people who are in that industry, some of them can't watch the show because they're like, oh, it's too real. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty serious. There was no fucking around. And uh, like I said, some, some of the episodes were so intense, like you did need a little bit of a breather before the next one. Yeah. So it's a binge, but maybe maybe a, a sort of a tentative binge. Like watch the whole thing, but if you need to take a break, it's okay. Binge, take a breather, water breaks in between. Yeah, I think I might have to get around to doing it. Okay. Uh, the show I'm going to be discussing briefly is Rick and Morty, season five or six, or I don't remember what season they're on right now. Six. So I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch Rick and Morty the first three or four uh, seasons because it just I was like cart me and cartoons I'm not a big fan of anime cartoons all that shit but everybody raved about it raved about it raved about it. so I finally mm-hmm. gave it a shot around season four season five and I really enjoyed it I enjoyed it the comedy in it it's like a little more raunchier version of oh so you you've only seen season four oh, no I went I went back, went back and okay. watched the first whatever four seasons that being said so far season six. It's a little bit of the same old, same old so far. I think they've released four or five episodes. So, so just give a like really brief overview of what the show is. For brief don't overview. Uh, Rick Sanchez. I like it because he's got a Hispanic name, but he's, I don't know if he, anyway. Rick Sanchez is the grandfather slash the most, he's like the most genius scientist ever in this fictitious world. And Morty is his grandson. And he takes Morty on these adventures to different planets, different things. He got like this gun that can zap you into different uh, dimensions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, portal gun. So at the beginning of this season, ends off within season, end of season five, 
their their ray gun that they allow to uh, travel between dimensions and planets and all that stuff like the ray gun's fucked so they're stuck in the middle of bfe nowhere and that's how season six picks up is rick and morty stranded there's like multiple ricks and multiple mortys from all kinds of different dimensions that are like uh, inhabiting this planet they're at and so they're kind of like they're kind of fucked and so they're trying to figure a way back home okay the, the only question i have is i'd say overall it is a very stupid show intentionally mm-hmm. right but one of the things that sets it apart from other similarly stupid shows is they will have moments that feel very profound. Like in the mix of stupidity, yeah. there's this little thread of kind of genius. And I've I've not seen season five. From what I understand, it, it kind of lost that thread. Like they, they, they weren't able to have those moments. Do you think there were some in season six already? There still is some in season five and season six as well. Although, although the, the, uh, profundity is that a word? The sure. Profoundness of it is like it's not it's not the b- big focal point. They're not like look at this big picture, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. They kind of tick stick to their formula that's worked in the past, and that's like the stupid humor, stupid adult humor, um, puns, innuendos, all this weird shit. Just really quickly, there's a there's an episode in season six where there is a duplicate um, f- uh, future uh, version of the mom character that comes to this to their dimension and so there's two moms one's like this sci-fi kind of space ranger one and then the normal mom and let's just say that there's a that they kind of um they have like a lesbian fling that's all i'm going to say so basically this mom is having a lesbian fling with herself from the future so it's kind of just like really size advanced sci-fi masturbation a lot of shit like that yeah okay um if, if if you've seen other Rick and Morty seasons, it's a binge. For me, it's the same old, same old. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a binge. It's more of a purchase. I'll watch it, but it's not like I can, you know. Fair fair enough. Moving on, uh, for a quick review of Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. Uh very, very highly rated on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This was set in the sort of cyberpunk world. Another uh, show that's, that I guess is like loosely based off of a video game. It's based off of a board game, actually. Like an old RPG, like D&D-like game. And yeah, so previously we reviewed Arcane, which was based off of a, a mobile... Uh, well, I guess it's not a mobile game. A MOBA. A MOBA game, uh, which was incredible. And I was like, oh, cool. Is this going to be groundbreaking in animation? Is it going to have a great story like Arcane? It's got really high reviews. And the answer was, no, it does not. Um <laughs> Pretty, pretty standard animation-wise. You know, it's not bad. And the story was kind of clunky, and it got clunkier, and I ended up I ended up dropping it after maybe six or so episodes. Boo. So I, w- I would save yourself the trouble. Uh, n- not great. Don't know what those reviewers were, were looking at. If you really, really, really love, like, the cyberpunk world and the idea of people getting cybernetics, you know, attached to them and this, that, and the other, yeah, then maybe, maybe watch it. But short of that... Uh, if you don't, if if you're like Mondo and you're not big into cartoons, and you're like me and you're not big into terribly written shows, then this one is a purge. So, again, Cyberpunk was based off of a board game, kind of similar to D and D back in like the '60s or '70s or some shit like that, where it, it mixed multiple worlds, or not really worlds, but different uh, part types of types of civilization. There's like the Mad Max desert kind of thing going on and then there's this like cybernetic like futuristic stuff going on and then there's just street punk weird anyway they made a video game off of it and i was highly highly anticipating the video game to come out when it did it flopped big time because it was it was just plagued with a bunch of bugs and shit but what made it really kind of the game go into the mainstream at least for me was the fact that they used the likeness and the voice of keanu reeves who was supposed to be like this rock god fucking slash hero character was Keanu Reeves uh, in any way involved in the show, like whether as a voice actor or the character he's supposed to be playing in the show? No, I mean, this is a whole separate cast whole of characters thing. and everything like that. So he he was uh, certainly not in this. Well, that's a big boo for me. Um, that sucks. You know, I, I seen the, the cyberpunk come across the thing. I was like, well, Aaron's watching it. I'll let him tell me about it. Uh, moving on to my show to discuss is going to be we're going to call it Res Dogs, but it's really, it's Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs Season 2. When Season 1 came out, and just briefly synopsis, we've talked about it in a previous Binge and Purge. Uh, it's it's based on these four kids that are st- stuck in the middle of this Indian re- or Native American reservation. And 
prior to the the season one starting, one of their best friends commits suicide. So these kids are like, fuck this. This reservation life just gets, you know, we get depressed here. We're, we're bummed out. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go to California. Season one ends with the four main characters kind of like each going their own different way. Mm-hmm. Season two picks up where they where they left off. Like what happened to Elora? Did she make her way to California? What happened to 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 Bear and and all this? So the four, four main characters in the beginning of the the season are kind of off in their own. Season two finds a way to bring them all back together in the same reservation, and it does a very good job of like giving more character definition. So they'll they'll be like one episode based like just from Cheese's perspective, and one you know. So they do a lot of this stuff. So so this this season is is completely episodic. Like yes, so far yes, so far yes. I think the last season was mostly episodic, but there was that general plot line of them trying to leave the res, yeah, running through it. But this one is even more episodic, more so episodic. But I think the last two or three episodes are trying to kind of like tie it all back together and make it more linear, make it more. But um, there was man, there was a episode last week or the week prior that. I posted on my social media. I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not a native, but I feel, I feel the stuff that they're trying to depict here. And and man, I, I wouldn't say I was teary eyed, but I was like, man, that's just emotionally charging. There's a lot of very good humor. It's Taika Waititi, for sure. Binge, for sure, absolutely binge. It's become one of my favorite shows. Mondo, you know when you hadn't quite committed to shaving your head and you were going bald and you had the mohawk. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could have passed. Yeah, but yep, I should have. I should have kept it right. Uh, binge for sure. Um, the the young actors, they 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 do a phenomenal job, and even some of the older uh, actors, great great acting, uh, and they find a way, like I said, to blend a lot of humor and heartfelt stuff. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, like a Goonies meets uh, Stand by Me, set in a native Native American reservation. Yeah, kind of Taika Waititi humor. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I I couldn't recommend it more. It's a binge for me. Okay, excellent. Uh, my next series, also on Hulu, uh, is called Welcome to Wrexham. And is a documentary Spell series. Spell Wrexham, because I'm sure your listeners are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I believe it is W-R-E-X-A-M. Okay. It is a, that is a city in Wales, which is in a country uh, adjacent to England, but not England. This, this was a show where, again, this was definitely a 3 a.m. show where I was like, I don't really want to watch anything I'm going to get sucked into. So let me just put this on because, you know, it was on Hulu. I got, I got completely sucked into it. It's a documentary series. And essentially what it is is uh, Rob McElhaney of Always Sunny in Philadelphia fame managed to talk Ryan Reynolds of Daredevil and all the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, stuff filmed. Deadpool, how can you – anyway – Wait, what did I call him? Did I say Daredevil? He did say Daredevil. <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that was a slip of the tongue. Um, I'm sorry, Ryan Reynolds of Green Lantern fame. <laughs> uh, into into buying this Welsh football club, and sort of the the, the, the premise. And this, I, l- I learned so much about this the Premier League football. Is in that system, there are different tiers, right? There's like the Premier League, which is like the NBA, but then there's like a level underneath that and underneath that. And so if you know if you if you win, you move up, and if you lose, you can go go down. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if. Uh, well, who's like the worst team in the NBA? I don't watch NBA, dude. That's the wrong sport to pick. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a really bad team. If it was like like the, I know the uh, San Antonio Spurs were terrible last okay. year. Okay, so it's like if the Spurs are like ten and and you know uh, seventy or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, Spurs. Well, you're getting demoted to like the Canadian Basketball League now. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> like you're out. So what you said this is like a docudrama. They they so, really so, did no, buy. So it, yes, no, it's not a doc. It is a documentary series. So they really did so, buy. So the two of them bought this, <laughs> bought this this Premier League team or not in the Premier League this, this uh, pro uh, you know football or soccer for for uh, us Americans. And with the idea of trying to get the team to like move up in leagues, right? Because they 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 had been stuck in this lower league for fourteen years, and apparently it's a really hard league to get out of because uh-huh. only the number one team in the whole league gets to move up. Got it. It's this this town that used to have this big mining industry, and the mines are sort of dry, drying up, so the town's becoming a little bit impoverished, and they're all just like diehard 
you know, football fans. And they're still fans of their team no matter what, yes. even when they're 0 in 100 or whatever. Yeah, well, the, the whole town, ta- the whole town like lives and breathes it. It's like their, their central source of pride and it means so much to all of them. And they just, they, they did this amazing job of both telling the story of these two idiots trying, right. <laughs> trying to figure out how to run a football club. And then also like weaving in stories of people from the town and like their experiences with the club and like how it, how it all kind of wove together. I mean, it, it's the point where I'm like, I want to know what happens next. Are they going to, how many episodes was it? Uh, it's, it's ongoing. Oh, it's still not. So I, I think, I think this was like episode eight okay. or something. And right now they're stuck in 11th place and it out of, out of like 20 something. Oh shit. But it doesn't matter. At least the, unless At least they finish one, they can't move up. Got it. And it sort of ended where, where they were like doing all the math for them. And they're like, well, if you don't move up, you guys will be losing $1 million per year. With oh, <laughs> shit. Cause, well, because they, pu- they put a bunch of money into it, and yeah. they hired a new coach. They hired, you know, they signed some some better players. W- watching the dynamic between Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds is hilarious because Rob McElhenney, he's very Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and he's just, like, freaking the fuck out all the time, and he gets furious when, like, like uh, there was one part where, I guess the, the club didn't own their own stadium, and apparently it's, it's the oldest professional football stadium in the world and like he's like freaking out and ryan reynolds is just like yeah whatever like mm-hmm. he's ryan reynolds is way more nonchalant about the whole thing uh, as you would expect from ryan reynolds so it, it this was a very surprising binge for me but this this is a binge and a half and uh i don't even want to find out what happened with the club i'm going to just follow the documentary and and continue rooting for wrexham just a, just a quick question um you know the the soccer fans or the football fans in 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 Europe are are notoriously like they bleed they 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 live and breathe for their their soccer team right mm-hmm. how well received were Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney as new owners by the city were they like fuck these new owners or were they like kind of hopeful or at first it was just outstanding like they were just excited right because this this team has been mired in in not even mediocrity, they've just been mired in being a shit team. Got it for for more than a decade, and it was to the point where I guess the team was like had a shady owner and it was going to go under, and that like the town all basically did a, a collective GoFundMe so they could like buy the team. <laughs> so they kept it, they kept the club alive, but they didn't have any money to put into it. And so you know, at first everyone's ecstatic. They're like, great, like Ryan and Rob. I mean, one of the funniest parts um, is there's this band of they look like they're fifty or sixty year olds. And and just just of a, like a Welsh band, and they write this song, like a theme song for the two of them buying it. And like, there's just people, you know, like bands of like soccer hooligans walking around Wrexham city streets singing the song. And I got, God, I was actually just trying to pull up the the, the lyrics so it was right positive. now. It was received, but but then as the team starts not doing as well as everyone thought, it's like fuck these new owners. It's turning a little bit, nice for sure. The show I'm supposed to review, and I guess, Aaron, you're going to have to help me on it because you've seen some of it too, is Marvel's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. The first couple episodes, I was like giving it uh, the benefit of the doubt. So there was like, a, you know, apparently a lot of like negative reviews because it was like, oh, they're really pushing this Femi- the, feminism the stuff. MCU, as they yeah. call it. And I didn't have a problem with I didn't I didn't feel that like in you the know, beginning at the beginning yeah and then episode three or four or five whatever the fuck four. we're on it's it w- like it's like if a, if a, if a female had a dick it's like taking this big giant female dick and shoving it down your throat it's like here's it's like big clit energy and I don't I don't um like if you're trying to be subtle like we get it we get what you're trying to do and if you just push if you pass it off as very subtle and, and 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 you're trying to throw this message to us do it in a good smart way this is like fuck that we're not fuck trying to be smart or or, or we're just going to tell you how you you should think this is this is what the show is about and take it or leave it it's too bad we're not reviewing the movie prey because i think um contrast to she-hulk prey does a very good job of just like here's this female heroine character and she's a badass and they're not like they're not like go woman power they don't do that they're just like here's a story and this woman happened this this character happens to be a woman a badass woman that's all it is and she hulk it's all about look i'm she's trying to get fucked in the previous episode like she's trying to get fucked she's going on dating apps and it's like 
it's just stupid. It's just stupid girl power, woman bullshit. Well, so so there's there's a couple things with that. If it if it was a a kind of girl power show, you know what? I'll be on board with that if it was done well. Right. Right. Like because they, they are trying to address some things that I think women deal with. And they're just trying to do it through the lens of like a Marvel show. And then, you know, instead of being just a normal woman, she's a Hulk, but they're doing a shitty job at it. Yeah. Right. Like just be, just because you're addressing a real issue doesn't mean you're off the hook for like bad story writing and pacing and all this, that, and the other. And, uh, I, I was, I was on board with it through the first three episodes, episode four, I was like, whoa, what are you – no, what are you guys doing? And the most recent episode, they well, – and you, you said you, you have a little bit of issue with the fourth wall breaking. There's a lot of fourth wall breaking, which I didn't mind as much. Mm-hmm. But in the most recent episode, they're like – they have She-Hulk turn and address basically the audience and be like, oh, do you think I'm going to do a really inconvenient bottle ne- uh, wedding episode? Well, I, well, too bad I am because weddings are inconvenient. I was like – no, you don't get to do a wall break to, and then just write off doing a shitty yeah. episode that has no business being the you, show. I'm out. So you I, had you had mentioned the one episode, or uh, we talked about the one episode where she goes on a dating app and she's swiping left, swiping right, mm-hmm. and like all these guys are like swiping right, like the good stuff. Like I want to match with her because she's she Hulk, she's a badass, she's strong, blah blah blah. It's like, and then the the one dude she kind of like falls for towards the end where she ends up banging him. When she turns into her normal self, he's like he's like not into her. He like loses it. I'm like, that's so fake because even the nor- you mentioned this, the normal looking actress is fucking hot. Yeah, t- t- like let's let's be clear. And apparently, we are to believe in this MCU She Hulk world, Tatiana Maslany is not attractive enough to get a date on a dating app. And that 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 to me, if if you're trying to like make this feminist agenda. Are you telling women that fucking Tatiana Maslany is not attractive enough to get a date on her own? Not only she that. She has to be She-Hulk? What the fuck? Let's just take... Whatever her name is, it's, I don't know her... Tatiana Maslany. No, no, the her character. It's not... She-Hulk. Her human form... Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters. Okay, so Jennifer Walters. She's hot. She's an attorney. Mm-hmm. She's funny. And all this stuff is like, oh, no, no, you're not good enough to the, for this fucking dreamy, hot, buff, like a uh, multi... A racial guy it's like no 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 this is not, you're no no i'm sorry big no you're trying to force some fucking thing that isn't there it's so stupid anyway fuck she hulk I, I i would be i don't know about you i would be ecstatic if i matched with tatiana maslany yeah. by dating yeah. up and tatiana maslany if you're listening if you're out there <laughs> sure you probably are you know call me right like like reach out to mandu through through the the app and then he'll set us up and like let's do this you don't you don't even have to turn into she hulk it's fine so the sh- the show to me is a purge purge i'm probably still going to watch it just because that's what i do i will not fuck it yeah moving on aaron oh the patient the patient i don't even know what that is it's also on hulu I, I, I went into a hulu rabbit hole of watching shows the patient starring starring steve carell uh, very small, I'm assuming low budget uh, show. Steve Carell plays a uh, a psychiatrist mm-hmm. who is kidnapped by one of his patients. And oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. While chained to the floor in the patient's basement, the patient reveals that everything he told Steve Carell during their initial sessions was a lie, and he is in fact a serial killer, mm-hmm. and he he wa- he wants to stop killing. But he doesn't think he can. It's like this overwhelming urge. And I mean, it is just a very, very tense, like psychological thriller. Is there, I imagine there's some comedy in it with Carell in it, right? No. No? Not really. Wow. <laughs> to say may, maybe there's a couple funny parts, but no, this is like, this is like a very dark, like tense show. But I mean, the acting both by this, the guy who plays a serial killer who is somehow sort of like creepy. But a little bit charming. I mean, he he's just like full sociopath, uh, and he pulls it off where like you don't completely hate him, but but you're also sort of just just reviled by him. Mm. And then Steve Carell, like you can really see just how terrified and tense and everything he is trying to you know in this this situation where like he feels responsibility because if he can't help this guy, he's gonna go out and fucking kill people. Yeah, you know these are short episodes. This is also ongoing, and this is one where like. I will watch the next one as soon as it comes out. 
So I think strong binge for me. I think you mentioned this to me in passing, but is the show just shot all in like one room? Like they're not really just just, just about. So there's there's a few shots from Steve Carell's office. Pretty much the entire show is the one room in the guy's basement. So to pull that off, it's got to have been written very fucking well, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Like, just from a production standpoint, like, if they can pull off a show in, in for the most part, one one room, that's saying a lot to the strength of the writing. Well, and if you think about it, this is actually very similar to a lot of, like, plays, mm-hmm. right? Like, like this is almost, you, you probably could stage this thing as, like, a three-act play if they, they cut it down a little bit. And yeah, it's just it's just all in one room, and it's really just two characters. The 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 there is a, a third character. I don't want to spoil who it is mm-hmm. that that comes into play a little bit, but like I don't know, eighty five percent of the show is just these two guys. You, you know who? What, you know what I'd love? Just I'd, using my imagination, if it's like the third character you're talking about is Will Ferrell being like, "Mom, give me the meatloaf." Where's it? And he's like the anyway. That would be. A funny third character to anyway it, that that would ruin the sort of Aww. tense dramatic come on tone of the show a little bit give me the meatloaf but that that would be the ultimate twist if it's just suddenly Will Ferrell's there you're like wait what I don't <laughs> he's like the he's like the guy that owns the home and anyway so you said binge yeah oh yeah for okay. sure uh, the last uh, thing I will review is actually a movie uh, I just watched a couple of days ago and the reason I watched it was. Because I saw they were making a, a sequel to this movie. So I was like, huh, they're making a sequel. That must mean that the first movie was pretty good. Let me give it a try. The movie is called X. Watched it. I I, it, I think it tries really hard to do that kind of throwback, nostalgic, old horror movie with gratuitous violence, gratuitous sex, and nudity scenes, and, and a kind of a shaky plot. But let's throw it out there and see if, if shit sticks to the wall. For me, it was a purge. However, bright points on the movie. I never heard of this main actress character. Her name is, uh, what the fuck is her name? Mia Goth. Never heard of her before. Um, Apparently, she's kind of a model, good-looking-ish girl. I'm like, eh, whatever. But the other three, there's three other characters, actors that I did recognize. One was Jenna Ortega, who plays a kind of a minor character in this movie. But I've seen her in the most recent Scream movie. Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi, the rapper. Yeah, um, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi plays a a character named Jackson, and he's, um, we'll get into that in a second. And then uh, Brittany Snow, who I've seen in these movies called Pitch Perfect. Long story short, the plot point is there's these group of folk that are going into this rural area. They rent out like this fucking, this this, um, shitty little... uh, Airbnb, for the lack of a better term, just specifically to f- uh, film a porno. Oh, this movie was based. Uh, this movie is centered around 1979. They go in the middle of this this place, middle of nowhere, farmhouse, to basically film a porno there, and they're trying to make it big in the porn industry. Redeeming qualities of the movie is you get to see Britney Snow's titties, like real titties, and they're nice. You also get to see um, Mia Goth's boobies, really nice. But those, to me, are the only redeeming qualities of it <laughs> that's, at all. That's it. That's it. Two that's sets it. of boobies, nothing Two else. Two sets of boobies, nothing else. The plot was shit. The 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 believability of the plot was shit. Um, the gore was like, okay, I I see what they're doing, like that old seventies, eighties dumb porn, uh, dumb um, gore stuff, where like like the old Jason stuff, where the like, dude like chops a fucking person in half with a chainsaw, that kind of shit, where it's kind of like it's over the top. I get what they're trying to do. Not worth watching it. I don't know why they're making a sequel. I don't understand why they're... It's actually supposed to be a prequel. Because, Amando, I, I, I can answer that right now. Without knowing any of the surrounding context, the first one made money. Probably just enough. And it was probably because of Britney Snow's and Mia Goth's boobies, just to be honest. Why, why does why does anyone in the movie industry do anything, Mondo? It's because they're like, oh, money? Yeah. Oh, we like money. Well, so so just because I read the, the trivia on it in IMDb, what had happened was they'd filmed the movie, and during the course of filming, they had to shut down production for COVID reasons. So while they were shut down for like a month or two, the, the writer, director guy, he just basically kind of just penned kind of a goof goof a prequel to one of the characters in this movie. And they were like, well, fuck it. We may as well film some of this stuff in tandem and see if we can make this prequel movie happen. X comes out. I imagine it made a little bit of money and it didn't take that much more money for them to produce and and distribute uh, the sequel that's coming out pretty soon. 
my take on it is don't waste your time. There are probably much better horror movies out there right now. Um, okay. This is just kind of one of those dumb wannabe throwback, whatever. But if you like Britney's nose boobies, watch them. They're on it. They're in it. All right. Just strong endorsement. Yeah. Britney's nose boobies. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the last show to wrap it up, I'll try to be quick because I'm, I'm assuming we're kind of pushing the time limit. Uh, we're about 50 minutes. Oh, okay. Not too bad. 50, 50. Uh, is Blackbird on Apple TV. It is based on a real life story. And the the premise of the show is is Taron Egerton or Egerton, mm-hmm. you know, from Kingsman fame. Yeah, he he is playing a convicted drug dealer uh, in Chicago, who gets put, you know, in a, in a minimum security prison, but he's sentenced for ten years when his his uh, father has a heart attack. He he decides to take a deal. From the, uh, I guess this is like the attorney that put him in there, and the deal is if he if he is able to to leave these relatively cushy minimum security prison, go into a maximum maximum security prison for people who have like mental instabilities, and find out from one of the inmates who is a suspected serial killer where he buried the bodies, his sentence is commuted and he can go free. Got it. And so it's it is a show about both you know Taron Edgerton's character going to this prison trying to befriend, befriend this like really fucking creepy serial killer who's played by Stingray from the the uh, Cobra Kai yeah the Cobra really? Kai series oh and he he's he is so fucking creepy yeah but like in a in a weird like he speaks in this super high voice he's just like hi Mondo I don't know you know sometimes it's like whoa what is happening right now yeah uh, he's really good in it. There's there's also a a sort of dual plot of this female uh, FBI agent and then a I forget what what branch of law uh, uh, enforcement but a, a law and, and a separate LEO played by Greg Kinnear trying to like work the case from the outside and mm-hmm. figure out what happened on the whole the show succeeds there's a little bit of of uh, weird pacing where like they're trying to do flashbacks to things that happened before the main timeline of the story. And then there's things that are happening at different places, but I think we're happening in the main. So it's like a little bit uneven, which is what, what I'm trying to say. But overall, I think it's still a pretty good show. I would list it as neither a binge or a purge. I think it's worth watching, but I, I wouldn't really binge it. Like it's like, yeah, if you want to see an episode here or there, it took me a while to get through. I'd watch an episode. Uh, I'd find something better. I'd want to watch. And I'd watch that. And like, then I'd come back, back to it. it. But like, like basically everything that we, we've uh, spoken about with the exception of She-Hulk would take precedent over watching these episodes. But I did get to the end. I thought it had a more or less satisfying conclusion to the show. So I think it's worth watching, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it high on my list. Would you say the general tone is like serious, dark, gritty, or is there some humor sprinkled into it? Like what kind, what's the general tone of the show like? Uh... So, so it's kind of both though. It's, it's so the, the it, it is definitely a drama, but the reason that, uh, you know, what the fuck is his name? Jimmy. That's, that's Taron Edgerton's character, Jimmy. The reason Jimmy's selected for this, this mission is because he's kind of like an affable guy. Like people like him, like he's got a, you know, supposed to have like a pretty good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- there are definitely some funny parts to it. But a lot of it's sort of like tinged with. I mean, it's like here, here's a, here's a, a joke where it's, it's not going to sound that funny in context. But like the 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 guy who's a serial killer is asking him if Jimmy had a pet chicken, would he then eat the chicken? And Jimmy's like, "What the fuck? Are you t- nobody? You don't have a pet chicken, like." And he's like, "You've got pet dogs. You have pet cats. You don't. You just that's that's livestock. You don't have livestock as pets." And then the guy's like, "Well, I would eat a pet chicken if I had one." I would, I would eat a, a, a puppy if, if I had one. It's just meat. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't play the puppy. And then the guy thinks that's very funny. But like, it's it's like in the context of this guy being like a fucked up serial killer. And it is kind of funny the way um, Jimmy delivers a line, but it's not comedy. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was a long answer to a simple question. Yeah. Uh, you asked it, you know? Yeah. Asking you shall receive, Mondo. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's my, it is neither a binge or purge. All right, so um, 
that was it for the episode. Aaron, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah. I think I think for episode 100 slash the beginning of season two, uh, we should try to plan something. Maybe maybe once we get off mic, maybe we brainstorm some ideas. Um, it's just been a wild week for me. We poured the foundation. Uh, not the foundation. We poured the foundation walls mm-hmm. in the house. And then a whole lot of shit happened with that. There was a lot of... Uh, scrambling going on and it was it was a, a very stressful week which which led to a lot of the sleepless nights like literal sleepless nights and uh uh you know on, on a on a scale of of one to completely fucked i mean we're, we're only at like a 70 right now okay. it completely fucks 100 all right <laughs> so so uh, but i'm definitely not on the the the, the build timeline anymore that's not going to happen I guess these things these things uh, are common, but usually when they're common, they're not in my fucking house, Mondo. Right on. Let, they can be coming on other people's houses, so I'm I'm still a little bit stressed. But but all that said, if we want to do a special season two slash one hundred uh, episode, I will find the time. Sounds in, good. At three a.m., Mondo, when I'm I'm doped up on Unisom instead of watching episodes of Blackbird that I don't really care about. I will write really terrible jokes or whatever we need for episode 100 slash season two premiere. Sounds good. Well, I have nothing else to add to this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching to us. Uh, we yeah, will thanks for watching to us. Watching to us? Did I say that? Maybe. Okay. Well, I'm multitasking. I've got like five windows on my computer up and my iPhone is going off and all kinds of shit. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys in a week. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you. 